0: You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex.
1: In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life, whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode of Carly's Couch. Today, we are talking about the upper limit. And if you want to operate at your highest level, live in your highest vibration, how you need to understand what the upper limit is and find ways to break through it. (laughs) God dang. Why you say goddamn it? <laughs> I was struggling a little bit. It seemed like you
0: had it to me. I appreciate that. Um, so, first of all, for our little banter, speaking of upper limits, what does not have an upper limit is my stomach. Um, for anybody who pays attention to lextopia on Instagram, I have been on a two-day food bender. I have been to about 12 or 13 food spots in the last, damn, has it been 24 hours? almost 24 hours uh got one more tonight um yeah so if you hear me breathing like biggie smalls over here uh, <laughs> just sweating it out you know i've had about 20 different meats um <laughs> i mean all of them included fuck it yeah. <laughs> we just gonna start there
1: and i'm drinking penny water if you watching the video yeah so. she wa-
0: she's drinking dasani it's that bad like yo nice. you just gotta clear yeah, out you your pores some water. um no but i had i had done a uh, three day juice cleanse for a few days and after we did that it was like yeah let's wild out so i've been wilding the last couple of days invited carly today to wild out with us uh, we went to foodie land mm-hmm foodie land which was just basically like 500 food vendors it's uh like a fair for food yep at the rose bowl all in a parking lot great times uh, good time had a lot of good food so had fun so yeah that's why right now i'm like a little tired but wow. i got my water so gonna take a nap after this recording
1: but we made it, um, and we're really excited yep. <laughs> to be here. The food was also delicious, so you need these food festivals in L.A., definitely try to go. Um, they're always fun. You always find small businesses. There are a lot of people there from the Bay and different places and try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried some Vietnamese birria tacos, which was interesting. Never had that before. Fire-ass lobster roll. But um, back <laughs> to why we're here today. Sorry, I started reminiscing pretty early. Is the upper limit. Um, I didn't know what that was. I started reading this book uh, called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And one of my friends recommended that. Shout out to Amanda. And I, start, I started reading it. And I was like, what is it? What is an upper limit? And she kept talking about, Um, actually she or he, I'm not sure, but kept talking about how, you know, if you are a successful person and you're relatively self-aware and you're doing the work, like, you know, you can overcome a lot of things, but even in your success, whether you're extremely successful in your career, like CEO, you know, million dollar deals plus on the daily you know, somehow you'll reach an upper limit beyond what it is that you think that you can have, what you're worthy of, whether it's in relationships, in family, in money, in jobs, in whatever form of success. You start to self sabotage. I thought it was really interesting, so I really wanted to explore what that looks like, what how we can recognize it in our own lives, and then like what does it look like to actually start to tackle that
0: problem. Was the whole book about uh, specifically the upper limit? problem or was it like that was a part of what they were talking about
1: so the whole book was about the upper limit problem um gay hendrix actually actually coined the term Mm -hmm. um and she he or she sorry i should have probably looked that up um Coined it because they do a lot of career coaching and life coaching for people and very successful people, and they noticed that among all these people and all these various fields and on all of these industries and everything, that they kept hitting an upper limit, and that it looked different. Like some people, they would be so successful in business, but then they would mess up their home life, or they they would finally like you know get their partner their dreams, and then start fumbling you know the bag on deals that they've had forever, and so that's when they realized that there was kind of this place, and so the. The book's premise is to help you operate in your zone of genius. And so in your zone of genius, you can capitalize on your natural abilities, which are innate rather than learned. And this is like when people talk about flow, like operating in the zone of genius is your flow, like where you're inspired. You, you know, are yourself, you're distinguished, unique, and in a way that's like far beyond what you're doing. And they paralleled it with a lot of successful people actually operate in the zone of excellence, which is you are doing something that you're very skilled at. Like you are the best. Um, And often this zone is like a cultivated skill. It's something that you've practiced and established over time and how most people don't break through to their zone of genius and really figuring out who they are and getting in their flow because of the upper limit problem.
0: So excellence is awesome, but they're saying like, oh, there's another level. Yeah, Um, and were they saying that we're supposed to, not supposed to, but that we could be operating at that higher level at all times? Like that could be a regular state or it's just like, Hey, you can get to that sometimes.
1: Well, I mean with humans, I think ebb and flow, but they're saying you could operate your life in the zone of genius. Mm -hmm. If you are able to break through these things, not to say you won't have days where Mm -hmm. you mess up, but like, yeah, you could live your life on a higher level.
0: But in reading that book, did you feel like you were personally like you were inspired to be like oh man I can tap into a next level or like how did you feel reading about it
1: I I thought that it was an interesting concept because like you know we do a lot of if you've listened to a couple of the podcast episodes you know we do so much self-work right you know on like unlearning traumas and learning how to be present and being self-aware and loving yourself and I've never thought about what that looks like career-wise like, I've never um, thought about how those things manifest in my life and that that could be keeping me from being in that next level. Like, oh, damn, there is a ne- there could be a next level here. Like, because mm. I do operate in flow, but I'm not always there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess I just wonder how you felt about it because it also kind of sounds overwhelming or sounds like it's just, oh, here's a lot more work or, like, here's some space of zen that you could be in and almost as if it's, like, are we supposed to get to a space where we just don't feel like we have any doubts, any problems, any insecurities, and, like, you know, just, like, always leveling up. But it's, like, you know, at what point, I guess, is like, you're straight. You know what I mean? Like, when is it, like, oh, I'm good?
1: I think we are already good, as we are, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is that is the real gag, right? In all of these learnings, I was reading something this morning that, uh, that was talking about the, the Tao, the way of life, the Tao Te Ching. I probably messed that up, too. And <laughs> they were talking about how... You know, that's balance. Like, um, life is like a pendulum, and and we tend to sway on opposite sides and then try to make up for it by swaying the other way instead of just kind of chilling in the middle and realizing that you already have things. So I think a, a healthy perspective instead of, like, always trying to, man, I have to fix this or do this to get better, it's noticing that, you know, you could be living, you know, your best life, not just what you're good at or skilled at, but you could actually be creating the things that, that are on your heart or doing the work that you love – and can i go ahead slightly want to interrupt
0: can i think it almost is more clear saying it um from the other way around like if if you didn't have the upper limit problem you wouldn't stop yourself at a certain space so you're like oh you can do the things that you love and it's like that's cool but i think i think really it's like from and for me to understand it's like yes if you tell people like hey have there been times where you know you got to a crazy level and all of a sudden it was just like I don't feel like I can go farther than this or you have maybe an opportunity but you're like nah that's not really for me type thing and so you don't really go as far as you could um and so like what are some ways that that can look like like how can we illustrate that in like different parts of life I guess
1: well so I think um the the premise like of a lot of storylines and movies and TV shows is people are very successful but extremely unsatisfied mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think that's a good yeah a that's good, always
0: um a plot too or uh-huh. it's like hey I'm this awesome warrior but to b- fight this last person I have to like super like train or do like more or you know like it's like I have to level up to be able to actually conquer and save the world type thing um so maybe it's like when we have this upper limit problem we'd be like yeah I'm good I'm gonna pack it up Um, like I'm not about to do all that and so maybe it's like not accepting that challenge or something but
1: yeah and and just living in your life in a way that is satisfying to you like knowing that you can do these things but I think that that the that plot is like a perfect example of like what the upper limit like could look like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to still grasp what the concept is but is
0: upper limit problem not thinking that you can do it
1: no, I don't think so. I think it's just um, having an unsatisf- or like a, an un- a dissatisfaction and not really knowing where it comes from. Like, thinking, like, man, I finally got all these things I thought I always wanted, and I'm still not satisfied.
0: Oh, I thought it was, like, when you stop yourself from...
1: Well, I think it's both. So, like, that, okay. so that dissatisfaction, like, all those people who, um like, you know, turn, like, a midlife crisis, right? Like, oh, I gotta go buy this car, or quit this job, or do all these things, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. you could actually level up instead of wilding out and trying to figure out what that is.
0: Hmm. Okay, so... um. That could be an example. Mm-hmm. In love, I would think, like, love and relationships, an upper limit problem. It Could that be where maybe you just haven't had, like, that relationship that was super awesome, but then I feel like we see stories of this all the time or kind of hear about it where it's like, oh, this person who's, like, really awesome to you, and they love you, and they treat you well, but for some reason you're still kind of like, uh, like, nah, this is a little too good, or he's doing a little too much or I don't think this is right because you're so used to like a certain thing. So you kind of don't really accept it. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: There's an example that um, they use in the book about this woman who is killing it like with her job, like she's phenomenal, but her joke is always like, you know, have everything, but, but the husband that I want, mm-hmm. you know? And so once they, she started getting coaching from this person, she finally met this guy it's a computer programmer, he was amazing. You know, They fell in love mm-hmm. and all those things. But then like six months later, she called the coach and was like, I'm about to divorce him. Mm-hmm. He's all these things. The coach was like, yo, calm down. What happened? And she was like, he gave me this really bad investment advice. And then the coach was like, why are you taking investment advice from your husband when well, you're the business person?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she was like, oh. Like you're looking for something. Yes, you're like looking for something that is a problem. You start yeah, looking real. for them. <laughs> and so I think that that happens to all of us, right? Mm-hmm. You, you really are like, man, it can't be this good or I can't mm-hmm. feel this good or I can't have everything in my life working out right now. So you start looking for things and then blow mm-hmm. them up because uh, he said, or he or she said that they were coaching that person and they were like, bro, why'd you, why'd you take advice from him? And then the husband was just trying to level up and because he felt insecure because the wife was so successful mm-hmm. and he wasn't a business person. So both of them are trying to, you know, just be, we're human. We're mm-hmm. human. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And then for sure, we've kind of been touching on it, but like in a career for sure, like, I'm trying to think of um, some opportunities or things where it's like somebody's asking like, oh, can you do this? Or um, would you think about working in a particular space or with a particular person or type of client or something? And then to be like, yeah, I'm not really quite there yet. Or, you know, just like not accepting that like you can take it on, even if you might need to figure some things out. But like you can take it on, you can actually do it, allowing yourself to step into the next level. Um, Is there any better like a career or work style type
1: um, just the ones from the one from the book. So they were coaching this man, and he was about to sell his company, mm. like for a lot of money. Like he was about to cash out, baby. Like he had bread, but like he was about to sell it for ten times what he thought it was. All these things, and he said he spent so much time like combing through the contract with with a fine tooth comb, and he kept going back with revisions, and he had issues mm. with this and with this and with this. That they finally like walked away, Mm-mm. and then afterwards he realized like, oh, I just didn't think. I just never thought I could do that. So I, you know, so I sabotage mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Is it the same as
0: self-sabotage then? Um, it sounds like it. Like, or maybe maybe we self-sabotage as a result of having an upper limit problem. There we
1: go. I was about to say, I think the um, upper limit problem is more of a mindset.
0: Because a lot of the the symptoms of it, it seems, is like you you think. And it's so interesting, I think, how our minds can work where it's like we're really trying to make real what we believe and what we think mm-hmm. and so it's really a signifier of like yeah I don't I don't really think I'm that CEO or like I don't really think I'm you know that person worthy of this much love or I don't really think this and so your brain like comes up with a reason why it's like yeah like he's probably doing this or that so yeah you're not worried like something is off or you know yeah let's not let's do some things that make it where you don't get this opportunity um but do you think it's always that like do you think self-sabotage is always upper limit problem? I don't think so. I think we self-sabotage ourselves for a plethora of reasons.
1: I think the upper limit problem is specifically, like, the limitations we believe that we can have this much abundance. Like, if, if would it make you feel a type of way if someone, well, maybe not you, but some people might feel a type of way if, like, someone was like, man, yeah, I got a million dollar contract. Like, you might be, hell yeah, some people are like, wait, me? My company's not dirty. I'm not all this. So I think
0: you saying somebody tried to offer you that
1: yeah and you all of a sudden mm. start in on yourself like oh, Nah, man. yeah
0: i would get stressed off yeah. top though because it's still like the first things that makes things like oh like <gasps> what can, what can we be doing to make it worth that instead of thinking about it the other way um and actually so with uh one of the last clients i just pulled it was one of my bigger bigger monthly retainers and i was talking to one of my operations guys about it like should we should i like add i forgot what i was trying to do but like kind of like what can we do to make this really be worth it? He was like, yo, like relax. Because remember how much when they showed me the pros the other people were doing, that was like, they were charging like 10 K a month for some trash. He's like, yo, remember their proposal and like what they were doing. Like you're, it's already, you're already worth it just by giving them better, you know, like a mm-hmm. step better than what they were had already. So it's like, you don't have to overthink, like trying to pad it and make all these extra things. And it's like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, so understanding value, I think, um, is kind of maybe one of those underlying things like our se- our own value and what we're yeah. doing or ourselves or whatever where it's like we're trying to like measure it and you might not think it measures up so it's like you don't just open yourself up to do more.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's like a reflection of what we believe we either bring or our worth or have or can receive like um in love and a bunch of different things. So I think that Those are all part of a mindset. that. But then to your point, that we start self-sabotaging, we start reacting to those behaviors and bringing that behavior into our life, and then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So that's why it's important to start with the mindset. Um, But if you're like, "Mm, I don't know if I have an upper limit problem, here are some symptoms of what that could look like. Mm -hmm.
0: So uh, uh, kind of that goes into that coming up next. I was going to ask, do you think everybody has an upper limit problem?
1: I, I would think most people do.
0: And so it... It's just interesting. and I guess that author you said they coined this term, mm-hmm. um, which makes it kinda easy to talk about it. But it's almost like if you're just saying in layman terms, like yeah, have you ever had an opportunity you self sabotaged or you you know, something was too good and you self sabotaged. I feel like that's a general experience for most people.
1: It is. But it's like why? And those could those could be different reasons. It's like, but why are you doing that?
0: Doesn't it always kinda come back to like your own like your value and securities and all those things? Mm-hmm. In in like why you self sabotage or why you might have that issue, um, even for people like, because like I kind of grew up too where it's like, you can do anything, but at the same time, I don't, I don't even know what it is, like the real life things that tell you like, nah, you know, like or make you think like, mm, all right. Um, but I feel like everybody deals with this.
1: I, I, would, I would think so too, I, but I think I just, so why don't, is it I don't think that everything that self-sabotage is upper limit problem. Yeah,
0: I guess, and also I don't think that. what it's making me think though is like, you know, if this is something that everybody deals with, is it? Uh, I don't know. If saying it's wrong or bad, but like, is it wrong, or is it just a part of our human experience? You know, mm-hmm. or or maybe it still makes it worth it to for it to be something for us to combat, or maybe that's not the right words either for that. But maybe it's still something worth like, hey, we can get past this. But I just think it's interesting because, like, I don't know, we're all kind of there.
1: Yeah, I think the upper limit. Yes, and I think the upper limit problem though is is more a. Up- applicable whenever you are like doing the work and trying to mm-hmm. level up so I, I see you see what i'm saying, I'm so saying i, I
0: want to level up but i'm still but hurting you, myself yeah mm-hmm. yeah doing
1: that but also for people who who are like yeah you know i you know i wouldn't do better but aren't actually doing any self-work mm-hmm. and, and aren't figuring mm-hmm. you can't figure out like man why do i keep self sabotaging yeah. myself yeah. like i think. Yes, I think this can affect everybody, but I think there's a certain sect of people like
0: mm-hmm. who are really trying to elevate. It's helpful to label this and really think about it, yeah. or like even you're right, like your example with the lady where she's like, "I got everything except this," and it's like, "Okay, let's talk about like so it's something you say you want. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about why are you holding that back?" Yeah. Okay, that's kind of that's more clear. So for people who are like, "Man, you know, I there's this next level or this thing that I'm trying to get to," but you either you kind of have had the opportunity and you haven't quite grasped for it or you haven't really opened yourself up for real to, like, really do that thing, then this, I guess, would be for you to really think about these concepts. hmm Okay. So,
1: so if you notice some symptoms of a person with an upper limit problem are, one is if you're always worrying about everything. Mm.
0: Why? If you didn't worry... Maybe, I see, I get it, because if you didn't worry, it's like, oh, like, everything, maybe not everything's going to be fine, but everything's going the way it should, and it's flowing, and the opportunities are here, and the space is here, and the things are here. So Mm -hmm. you're not worried about, like, holding on to anything or grasping on to anything. Um, Another symptom of a person with an upper limit problem would be blaming or criticizing others. Um, And I think maybe because that could be a reflection of really, like, how you feel about yourself and your own kind of criticisms, um, when I'm criticizing other people a lot, it's really like usually like kind of just a reflection on myself. And so, if you're criticizing yourself so much or kind of being hard on yourself, it's like you're not letting yourself be a human and like be open to things happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm like really trying to think no, about this thing. as we go because I, I like I want to make sure like I'm, we're not just saying stuff, it's like, how does this actually make sense? No, that
1: makes sense. They have an example of a boss who, um, Like, let's say that you worked for me and you did really great on a project. But I would be like, man, there was that one time you fucked up. And that's what I would bring up instead of celebrating you. And that was one of their Uh, clients. uh And they were like, you know, why do you do that? And he's like, man, I'm just so scared that, you know... um that they're they'll, they'll do that again and that will not be able to get to this next level but what was really happening is he wasn't able to build relationships with his team that that was holding his company back like he was mm. really breaking people down mm. and so he started having meetings where he would just praise people and mm. like his sales went through the roof and all these things happened.
0: Mm. okay yeah that's a good example
1: mm-hmm. another one is that you feel guilty um I think that one is kind of self-explanatory
0: so she said, explain. and explain.
1: <laughs> um, if you feel guilty about, like, where you are or about things for what you have, um, I think that.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah, that, I, I can see that. Because if, if you feel guilt around anything, it keeps you from kind of moving forward. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, like, being fully present because I'm so, like, mm-hmm. not feeling like I deserve this or have this mm-hmm. or, wow, I'm kind of lucky for this. Like mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's a not a great mindset to have. Around. I think the
0: next one's pretty obvious, fear and self-doubt. If you have an upper limit problem, you're you know, you're doubting yourself, your abilities, maybe scared of what that next level looks like. Um, and I can identify with that cuz it's like, okay, like get a big client and now it's like, oh man, can we perform or like, oh, like is the team going to be together the process is going to be together, but it's like you have to do some things as you're growing. Um and just if you have more of the right mindset around what that looks like, and take all that, like, extra worry off of it. It's almost like you're just, like, that extra fear and doubt is just adding more weight to your shoulders instead of just, like, all right, we're here, so, like, what's next? Or, like, how are we going to move through it? Mm-hmm.
1: And that one kind of flows into this one. So hiding significant feelings and or not speaking significant truths to rele- relevant people. And I think that a great example of that is in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not mm-hmm. saying how you're feeling or yeah, what's yeah, really that's going me. on. Every day. <laughs> Because you're scared of them leaving or of them changing or of them seeing you for real, um, which stunts like a, a relationship's ability to grow.
0: Hmm. I wonder, well, I don't do it because of that. So if I, I all the time get um, talked about, it's like, oh, like as soon as us uh, asking, like, oh, how are you feeling or what's wrong? And something will be wrong. But it's like, man, I just, I think I just won't want to say stuff because, oh, maybe it does end up getting back around to that. Like, I don't want to talk or I don't want to say a thing, usually because, like, oh, I don't want to have a conflict right now or I just want things to be chill or easy. But also, when you do that, you're keeping yourself at the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, but then every time I have, like, a, gu- a good argument, like a constructive, whether it's an argument or I'll just say conflict because it doesn't even have to be an argument. But if you actually express, like, oh, man, I feel some kind of way about this, but I recognize it's kind of off or whatever but you know that's just what that triggered or like if you just start talking and get it out at least you can move through something to maybe have more understanding with the person or um yeah be able to just kind of like at least have let it out so because sometimes you just being in a bad mood or you not talking to the other person now they getting a, you know a vibe mm-hmm. then it's like back and forth kind of thing where it's like you kind of resentful or everybody's all quiet and you're like all right like you know it just doesn't help move anything forward and I guess. With all of this, we're saying, like, we're stopping yourself from moving forward into better, opener, opener, Um, (laughs) more abundant spaces. Mm -hmm. Um, Not keeping agreements is a symptom of the upper limit problem. Maybe because that's, like, a form of self-sabotage. Yeah, man, that's what I thinking. And when Woo! I think about that, that's, like, for me, I'm thinking the first thing is, like, deadlines. Sometimes mm-hmm. you like, God, dog. Mm-hmm. And then especially, it, it'll be, like, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Not even, like, midnight or nothing. But it's like, man, I said I was going to send this, but at this point, I might as well just send it tomorrow. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, like, talk yourself out of stuff sometimes. And it's like, dog, just do what you say. I don't, you know, that's so hard sometimes for me. And not for, like, the obvious things of, like, doing what you say as far as, you know, like, just treating people good and certain types of things. But, like, sometimes and just overall, it's, like, even if I tell myself, like, oh, first, I'm going to make sure I work on this today. And then you end up kind of going all around to mm-hmm. do everything else. And it's, like, why? I wonder, like, just why? And maybe that is. That's a form of sabotage maybe and a form of procrastination, um, a form of not letting yourself really live in that space that you could be.
1: I think so, too, and especially, like, keeping agreements with yourself. Like, we always think Mm -hmm. about agreements with others, but I would say, look at yourself and look how many of those you Mm -hmm. break on the daily. That's That's just me talking to me.
0: I (laughs) wonder if there's a way to, like, or or if it makes sense to, like, at the top of the day, it's like, all right, here's maybe three agreements I want to keep today. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether it's around things to do, uh, like, oh, I'm going to make sure I get the dishes done on time or I'm going to be on time for all my meetings or I'm going to respond to every email, whatever it might be. There's things, but maybe there's other stuff too about, um, but I think other things are harder. So those are the things like, you know, like I just have to do them. But if you, if you say like, I'm going to keep an agreement, like, oh, I'm not going to judge anybody today. And it's like, "Mm, all right. Or maybe it's like I'll work on catching I do it. Best. But yeah. yeah, but even still that's kinda like, all right. You know, like <laughs> five minutes and like, yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, but still, maybe I don't know, that's something to think about. It's like, all right, looking at my plate today, what all do I have to do? Um and maybe or maybe it's just more simple as like in my planner it says top three things today, and maybe it's like, All right, let me have an agreement to make sure I touch those mm-hmm. three things or something like that.
1: I think that's a great place to start. Um another one is you get sick. Uh, getting sick whether like when everything mm-hmm. else is going well is a classic sign of an upper limit problem whether it's something like a cold like out of nowhere like you ain't been nowhere you ain't been doing nothing and all of a sudden you get a cold um it's your subconscious way of kind of keeping yourself in your comfort zone and keeping mm-hmm. you down so next time you're sick take time to rest and think about
0: like what have you ever noticed that happened before with you mm-hmm. and also I wonder if uh comparable to that is you know, every once in a while, like you just be drained. Like you're like, Yo, I'm tired, and and maybe you didn't really do anything totally different yep. to be like that. But it's almost like, and I think that's something I, I just try to watch myself too. Sometimes, not all the time, because I feel like every day, you know, people ask you like, "How are you doing? How's work? Or whatever." And the first thing you kind of be like, "I'm tired" or "busy" and those kind of mm. things. And you know, I try to challenge myself like, "Yo, stop saying you're tired," or stop like living in that tired space. Um, but sometimes you do be tired, but. Mm. I, I feel like there's those times where it's like, damn, all of a I just, like, feel really drained or, um, like, I do feel a little off. And it's almost like you're putting yourself in that space to almost, like, feel better about, oh, I'm not, you know, it's okay. I didn't go all in today, but, you know, I, I'm just really tired, so I'm going to listen to my body. And I, I don't know. I think that's a weird place because, yes, you do need to listen to your body, but also at what point can you, like, kind of challenge yourself to push through that or, you know, go for a walk real quick and be like, all right, I'm going to come back to it or I don't know, something, but I think that is definitely like a self. Sometimes it's like a self thing that like your brain just tells you like, well, you know, you're about to turn up. So let me turn you back down a little bit.
1: <laughs> exactly. So your brain tries to level you out. Hmm.
0: Oh, sorry. And <laughs> then the last thing is and it's the most obvious one, I guess, is you throw away success. Um, it's a common behavior of people with an upper limit problem to have success within their grasp and then throw it all away. Um, so whether you lose, ooh, well, I guess that's me this weekend, whether you lose weight only to binge eat and gain it all back or you drink too much at a work function and you embarrass yourself. It's almost like you're trying to soothe yourself sometimes, like you're trying to soothe yourself by being like, yeah, I'll work on this deck. I know it's due tomorrow, but I got time. I can work on it just tomorrow and I'm a chill right now and soothe myself now um, instead of doing that thing or yeah, like, I just did this diet, but, you know, I want to, I really want to get those three burgers right now, so I'm gonna go do that, because that'll be, that's what I want right now, or, like, at a work party, it's like, oh, this is a little awkward, like, I could not work, but let me just go get a drink, and that'll make me feel better, it almost feels like, like, you're not putting the long-term ahead of the short-term, which is, I think, uh, a common characteristic of successful people is, like, to be able to have much better long-term thinking, Mm -hmm. um, and which kind of what this sounds like, and that is hard, um, I think that is really hard. It is,
1: especially because we are the microwave generation, like instant gratification, mm-hmm. baby, likes, likes, whatever we need, we got it, like mm-hmm. in the moment. So it's really hard sometimes to keep that in mind. But if um, you have some of those symptoms. You might have an upper limit problem. In the book, whenever they were talking about how they dealt with their clients, um, it comes down to four questions. And you can have more than one, and most people typically do. But at least one of these are present whenever you have an upper limit problem. And so the first one is and these are the cause like of the mindset for the upper limit problem. So these are like the root cause
0: in general or like if in an instance you do this thing.
1: No, this is this is a mindset. So it's like it's like the root. So the fruit is Mm self-sabotage, but this is a root of that tree. So the first one is feeling fundamentally flawed. This one is mine. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a deep seated feeling that there's something wrong with you or that you're flawed. Like no matter what Mm -hmm. happens, it's like, you know. I can't do this or I can't, you know, become this full creative genius because inherently there's something wrong with me. Like I can't really live this life of my dreams and have this person. Cause you know, they're going to like something's inherently wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. The second one is disloyalty and abandonment. Excuse me. So disappointing your family, not feeling like you met their, uh, socialized expectations or feeling guilty perhaps for being successful or making it out. Survivor's guilt, things of that nature. Um, And that sounds kind of like what we mentioned before is like breaking those narratives. Like you're used to a narrative of how you've grown up and your family. And it's like, oh man, can I break that? Or should I break that? Um, So yeah, I can see how that would definitely hold people in that space.
1: Mm -hmm. The third one is believing that more success brings a bigger burden, Um, Mm -hmm. more money, more problems, feeling that you're like feeling like you're a burden to people also. Um, Like most of the time that stems from caregivers and parents and how you were either treated or raised in your family. Mm -hmm. So as most things stand back to childhood, like thinking about how that could have been a mindset. Like if your family got a whole bunch of money and your parents got a divorce, maybe you think inherently that that means that more mm-hmm. money equals, you know, unhappiness or. Well, I wonder if
0: religion can play a part in that too, for folks I who bet. they kind of align, even though you might not think it or might not be at the front of their mind, but you mm-hmm. kind of align like every movie is like the rich person's always a bad guy, but you kind of align like having wealth, being the big CEO as like a bad thing. Um, which at a certain point it is kind of like, all right, bro, you could spread that out a little bit, but um, for what we're talking about, because we don't be on nobody's level, the same as no Jeff Bezos or anything. And this reminds me of like those Twitter combos, people are like, yo, why you always caping for these billionaires? You're like like oh my God, like, like you on the level, like you not, you're not realize, have- like you're not nowhere near that, <laughs> like nowhere near that. So like it just they don't need your your, your arguments. Need you to cape for them. But yeah, more success bringing more problems. It is kind of like a trope. It's like you know, ongoing thing that you kind of see in, in different spaces Mm -hmm. or that being successful, sorry, or that being successful makes you unhappy. Like literally every movie, it's always that person who's like got it all together, but then it's like, they have this big issue about, you know, they don't have this in their life. Um, and it's always like that.
1: They have an upper limit problem. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last one is the crime of outshining others. And this is common among really gifted or talented children, people who are very charismatic or star students, who are often accused of stealing attention or always trying to steal the spotlight. Um, and their normal behavior is seen as threatening. So, for example, like if you got in trouble a lot because, you know, you always outshined your sister or because um, you got in trouble for just being kind of who you are, like that could also That'd be a, thing. a cause.
0: And, and so that makes you hold yourself back.
1: Apparently, I mm-hmm. mean, because then if you think about if you associate, you know, this, like let's say like uh, like disapproval from your parents every time you got an A and your sister got a D, then you mm-hmm. might not like you might try to like limit Rear the your back life. a little bit. Yeah, you might try to limit. Or if people always tease you, like you always got to get an A and outshine everybody. Yeah, so you start I to see that. Back
0: in. I can see that for sure on certain levels, like in the classroom, where yeah. it's like. Yeah, I know every answer, but, you know, you don't want to raise your hand every time. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, I'm going to just act like uh, I don't really know all the time because it feels like you're singling yourself out. Um, That makes sense for sure. I wonder. Yeah, I can see that then. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So those are the four hidden barriers. So think about if you have any of those four um, or any of those that maybe rings a little bit closer to you.
1: And those are the those are the four hidden barriers that lead to the underlying beliefs that cause the upper limit problem, which then leads to like the self sabotage. So Mm -hmm. if you found yourself identifying with any of those symptoms or any of those questions, here are some ways to kind of combat this.
0: The same way we combat everything: (laughs) awareness, (laughs) identify it. So if you're thinking about this now, maybe you Google it, look into it a little bit more. It's like, oh man, I do have an upper limit upper what is it upper limit problem. Um, or if you, if you could think like recently in relationships or especially in work, mm-hmm. like, oh man, I did let that kind of slip. Like, man, like I recognize it all the time, but like my business is somebody who runs a business. Like that's often that I have an opportunity or something and I'm just like, yeah, I'm good on that or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But also you can't do everything. So, you know, be real with yourself about it. But I think if you can identify it, um, and accept it and have awareness around it, that's always the first step. Um, I would go as far as what we said earlier, too, to also say um, just start somewhere where you just make a few agreements with yourself um, and just start being true to like yourself, what you really want, Um, and then kind of seeing where those things aren't lining up also so you can kind of just be more aware of, like, am I holding myself back here versus or or maybe it's really hard or maybe there's really a skill I need to learn more of Uh, because sometimes it's literally just that, like, oh, I'm just holding myself back.
1: Most of the time, that is the thing. So refreshing those narratives. And then here are some things you can do, like, daily to kind of build momentum. So the first is awareness. So taking a step back and noticing what comes up, like, where you see those behaviors. So constantly worrying or constantly criticizing or blaming other people for things.
0: Mm -hmm. And then as you're practicing that awareness, um... Write them down, like when you have those observations of like, oh, that's a pattern, or that is something I do, or I don't accept compliments, or whatever it may be. It could, there's so many things, and sometimes that makes it difficult because it's such a part of, you know, your day-to-day or like your speech or your thought patterns. Um, but as you start to recognize them, maybe write them down or uh, maybe write yourself a little prompt in the morning or evening so that you kind of just think to think about what those things may be. If you catch it, just jot it down, um, and you can pay attention to it that way also. Mm -hmm.
1: and then working to stop your negative self-talk so anytime you notice you breaking yourself down this goes for life in general but Mm -hmm. particularly for this just stopping that negative self-talk in the moment
0: Mm -hmm. and then focusing on your strengths so and also I would say like acknowledging your strengths um and really understanding like what you are good at and really leaning into that don't not kind of talking yourself down off of like what those strengths are um and also your self-esteem like really think about what your self limiting beliefs may be um think about where you are with your self-esteem maybe even identifying just in what areas is it kind of a little lower than others um and then working on that <sighs> like how do you, i don't know exactly how to say how to work on your self-esteem and we in talking about this we said we didn't do another episode where mm-hmm. we're gonna really look into that because you know that's really kind of a core thing with a lot of this stuff um But maybe, like, working on your self-esteem can just also be, again, when you recognize that you're about to say something different or react a certain way, it's like, nope, like, yeah, I am awesome. Or, like, yeah, like, I can do this. Or, um, yes, I will finish this by whatever date or, you know, whatever. Like, sometimes it's just accepting the words, the actions, the opportunities that are being put in front of you because you do recognize, like, yes, I can get that done or I, I am worthy of that thing. Um, So maybe it could just start with that switch of of catching those thoughts.
1: That is definitely the place to start. And whenever you notice yourself getting caught up in that or like falling into a negative loop, you can affirm yourself. Um, And we've talked about affirmations before and went through some, but finding some that feel true to you so you can believe them when you say them and work up to it. Um, So using affirmations.
0: Mm -hmm. Also releasing guilt, working on letting go of things that you may feel guilty about, because those definitely like keep you in a space um and letting go of that can look like writing a letter um to yourself to a person um kind of just acknowledging those feelings around it um and whatever that thing is that you may be feeling guilt around it may be something that you can kind of challenge yourself to kind of get back in that space or like confront it in a certain way to where you do not let that kind of overtake you like you are like you know what like Yes, that happened. Or or maybe it didn't really. So I know this is kind of broad because it depends on what the guilt is around. Mm-hmm. Um, but really being like, hey, that that happened or that was the past or man, that's something that may feel some kind of way. But I'm going to let that go and maybe try to move forward in that space in a different way.
1: Being open to receiving. We have a whole episode on this, so you should run that back. Mm-hmm. Um, but being open to receiving compliments, gifts, love, um, time, whatever, you know, people are trying to give to you being open to that.
0: Mm-hmm. And being grateful and expressing gratitude around everything. that always just keeps you in a mindset of being open for what is around you now, what you have, um, and always like bringing more to you.
1: Not taking yourself or life or this self-work too serious because then you'll miss it.
0: Yeah, you sure will. And then overcoming an upper limit problem is not a one-time thing. So, um, maybe kind of just being aware, maybe the next time something's kind of happened, like, oh, maybe this is what they were talking about on Carly's couch, um, or, like, I know I could kind of do this, but I just don't want to for some reason. And that's I think that's a key thing, too. It's like when you're like, I don't know why I like, don't care about finishing this right now. Or, like, like I could do it, but I'm just not. Like, that seems like it's a thing. It's not like, I cannot do this. It's never really a, a legit can't do. But it's like you're trying to, like, I don't know. I shouldn't. I, and it's like not even, like, you're trying to come up with a reason not to do stuff. Um, and that's how it feels. I think like what I can identify with some of these stories. And so like kind of catch yourself with that and recognize like, you know, it's not just a one-time thing, but if you can catch just pieces of it, um, maybe that can also spread that awareness across the board as well.
1: And as you start to notice those and put these into action to start changing your patterns, like you start to get more into alignment and alignment with, with everything is key. Like that's how you make sure you're on the path. And so, let us know you know, what parts of this spoke to you or maybe some things you're going to try this week. Uh, maybe even some agreements you're going to make to yourself like this week. Hit us up on Carly's Couch on Instagram and Twitter
0: and on TikTok. Yep, and if you have an upper limit problem, just know I do too. Carly does too. Uh, most people probably do too. <laughs> <laughs> we all do too. Um, but I, for sure that has to be, you know, it's probably just like a huge weight off your shoulders in a way it's like you could just level up like, oh, like, when you really start realizing, like I'm the only one holding myself back from stuff, oh. like that's so that's so disturbing to me. Even right now, it's like dog, I because you know, like I know I'm the only person holding my shit back, but I'm still holding. You hold we it. are <laughs> like, I say. hold or I'm gonna hold this shit back still, but it's like for what? I don't. Yeah, why am We're I tripping? Like that meme
1: with the boot on the person's head, and they're the hair yeah. <laughs> hand is the one inside of the thing. Right, that's like, to us every day. Or
0: who puts the stick in the bike and then <laughs> try to blame everything else? And it's like okay, like. We're just tripping, but why? I don't know. But recognize it. We're going to get through all this together. Um, Take some time. I'll probably need to Google this some more. Carly was reading this book about upper limit problem, um, but I'd never seen that term before either before we had talked about it. So um, look into it. Maybe we can find some other ways to help us kind of move through and open up to the next level.
1: And this week's shout-out I'm super excited about because it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have been working on like figuring out Self care products. And because I mean, self care is one of the goals of my life, and a lot of things that I teach in corporate and nonprofits to students, to people all over. And the first of my line is called Whole Butters, H E A U X. Butter, mm-hmm. And it dropped so hopebutter.com. I'll put the links in here. But if you're trying to get some nice moisturizer made with love, all natural, you still have organic some? ingredients. Um, I'm re- restocking, so some. I sold okay. out. So shout out to that! Shout yeah. out to people like Lexi who bought some.
0: Thank you. I know um, I shared it first, and I was like, Oh, I should have copped a couple first because I know how her, her friends are supportive. I was like, Oh, well, let me make sure I get one.
1: <laughs> I definitely sold out more. I had like three people text me, so I was trying to get this, but it's out of stock. Like, I well, love uh, You gotta be quicker than that. My mama gonna hit me like um what's the discount code I, I was
0: like Girl, not was the this. discount <laughs> i was like let me make one
1: for you real quick it's mama <laughs> and but it only worked once so sorry y'all what's the discount <laughs> she really code? Hit me
0: with- right promo code please <laughs> <laughs>
1: hello but
0: yeah but this isn't as bad, but definitely like I have some friends who have their own like small business and make products too. And I always in the promo code I always put free shipping and it always goes through and I'm like, Yes <laughs> So this is a couple dollars but I'm like, Yeah, y'all made y'all made these generic codes. It's like all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if this one works and it usually does. Did yeah, you have free shipping? No. Oh. i did if you bought off probably four. say you got to just straight up support so that's on yeah, you sorry
1: y'all. i love y'all but um not sorry i spent a long time it's been almost a year like trying to figure out the perfect i feel like a little scientist in there trying mm-hmm. to figure out the perfect things for the the nice moisture the good texture all right now we're gonna be, be leaving sense. some reviews
0: so we'll see we'll see <laughs> we'll see, we'll when see. It comes I, will, I welcome
1: feedback i'm just getting better so that's whole real. butters check us out um on wholebutter.com i haven't made a whole social media yet so no nah, not yet
0: yeah, but everything looks really good on on the site. It looks good. You got to keep all that simple. like And, like, please think about that. Like, as you're doing your own endeavors, like, just keep it simple. Get it out there. As I'm working on something from, like, three, four years as well. So it'd be like that. But it's so funny. This is This maybe kind of with the upper limit problem as well. It's like as soon as you actually do something and you're just like, man, just take it, y'all. Like, And you're like, oh that sold out. Like I could have did this at any point. Man, could have did this a long time ago. Right. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. And that's where you realize like, oh, why do I have an upper limit problem? Why am I holding myself back from just moving forward to the next step?
1: Mm -hmm. So this episode is very timely for me. Uh, Make sure y'all check that out. And then our question of the week this week is, mm, let's see, where in my life have I not kept my promises?
0: Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got enough time for that. Uh, where in my life have I not kept my promises? Hmm. I Hmm. So I've learned that this might be kind of fake, just because, I mean, it. I've done it in quite a few ways recently. So in relationships, it's been challenging that it's like you think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be open about everything and talk about stuff. And then you start to realize like, are you? Or I realize that I think, like, hey, I'd rather actually put my comfort first. So <laughs> I, if I'm like, oh, this is not hurtful. So I'm not, like, out here acting crazy. But I'm like, if it's not hurtful, um, then I just don't, like, I don't need to talk about something or bring a thing up or, you know, it's like I, I'm not keeping my promise. I'm being really transparent sometimes and or even answering things all the way. Um because it's like, let me just say something quick and just, just skedaddle out of here. But to what we were saying earlier, it's like, well, that doesn't help. Also, like, build good or not good, but like, great a great relationship if you're not like that. So, my promises is sometimes like, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do all these things, but then all of a sudden, I'm like, eh, I feel awkward or I don't want to talk about this, and nah, nothing, nothing to talk about. Um, and then just don't. I'd rather just not. Okay. Um,
1: the I would say. The hardest place for me, not lately, but up into this point in my life was with myself. Um, I would want things, but I would usually choose, you know, other people's feelings or sacrifice myself and my wants and needs for other people. I don't do that any longer. But I would say, like, that's the first thing that came to my mind um, is with myself. But mm-hmm.
0: well, That's a good question and a good way to recognize, like, where your limiting thoughts are. So for me, what I'm saying is kind of like a struggle with promises that I keep is limiting my uh, ability to reach a higher level of intimacy and or openness and those types of things. And so it's like, all right, well, why are you holding back on that? Or why are you even making those promises? So for me, I also have to recognize like, how can I be more honest also with myself about like, what am I about to do? Because yeah, sometimes I'm not gonna, (laughs) I'm I'm just not gonna go there. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, it's cool. And just keep things to myself.
1: And mine kind of stems from, like, the feeling flawed or not feeling worthy of, like, these things. And now that I know that I am and I'm walking in that more, that's how I'm starting to keep my promises to myself, like, mm-hmm. as I approach it.
0: That's good. So, listeners, where in your life are you, have you not kept your promises? Think about that. Think about where you are now. Um, we got to dip out of here. Man, this food coma is. I'm about to say, bro. Woof. I can't. I need to take a nap. Woof. straight up? <laughs> we struggle because y'all. I got dinner reservations in about three more hours too. So I need to All let right. this process. <laughs> I might need to push that back. Um, but thank you guys for listening. As always, we hope you learned something today. 152, baby. See y'all next week. Yeah. Bye.
1: <laughs>